I'm Emma G. Rose, author of Contemporary Fantasy and Mythological Weirdness. I'm Shelley Shearer, author of Urban Fantasies and Cozy Mysteries. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. Join us as we explore the expanding universe of indie books. On today's episode of the Indie Book Talk podcast, I am ecstatic to welcome another Emma who's also an author. If you know me at all, you will know that I may or may not randomly follow every Emma who's an author that I can find. Uh, this particular Emma is the author of STEM Fantasy, which we'll talk about what that is. And we met on Instagram, and she does some cool stuff with Instagram Lives. So we're going to talk about that too. Emma Jean, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here because I did a show with you the other day on your Instagram and we had a ton of fun. So I think we're going to do that again here for our audience. Yeah, I loved getting to talk to you the other day. You had so many interesting insights. Oh, thanks. Well, actually, let's start right up front with you're doing Instagram lives how did you get started with that? Why did you decide that was a thing that you were going to spend your time and energy doing? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's start even further back for like the Schnellies in the audience. What the heck is Instagram Live? <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Let's back up to that. <laughs> so Instagram Live is basically, if you're going to do a post or a story, you just click the plus button on Instagram. Well, a lot of people don't know if you just slide over a little more, you can click on live um, and you can like make a little series, make episodes. And you can record them right there. And it basically, if you're on Instagram, you'll see like a flashing purple circle around that person's name when they are live. So if you're someone that's really trying to drive traffic to your page, really get your name in front of your followers, this is where the algorithm is kind of working in your favor right now. It puts you front and center if you're willing to do it. Nice. And does it allow you to interact with people while you're live? Um, so I bring on one guest at a time. I believe you can bring on up to two guests. Okay. Um, and then people also will like, the audience is able to send you messages. So there's a live stream of messages from the audience at the time. And what kind of like feedback are you getting from that? Are you getting a lot of interaction and interest? So during the actual lives, um, we have like a small turnout. It's mainly people just clicking in out of curiosity. I think people are afraid to really click in because then the audience like, you're very visible if you're a live audience. Afterwards, um, we tend to get views into the thousands. Um, the biggest view count we got was around 7,000. Um, wow. Very nice. Yeah. So there's a, there's a good reach on there after you post to Instagram TV. And then there's also the ability to make reels and really rework that content a lot after. And just to give some context to this, for those who are listening, um, Emma Jean has 10 8k followers uh, on Instagram. So this seems like a really great strategy to build an audience. Did you, have you been on Instagram for a long time? Have you been building this audience for a long time? No, actually, I only went back on social media um, about a year ago. Now I had taken about 10 years off of social media, because it kind of just made me feel bad about myself. Mm. And when I kind of came out more as I want to be an author, I want people to know me as an author. I had to do some reflecting and decided to be like, okay, I'm ready to put myself in a public eye. And I did a ton of reading and research on how to grow a following 
and how to build a presence. So I think I got an advantage that way because so many people already had like habits and what they were doing and I got a fresh look at everything. Oh, that's a good point. That is. So what do you, do you have like one or two tips that you think would be the best to share with people as far as building a following? Absolutely. The best thing that I ever did, um, I got an ad once for a book by this guy called Brendan Kane. Um, It's called like Million Followers. And he has another book called Hook Point. I read the Million Followers book and I literally did everything it said. Hmm. (laughs) And I actually, I work with Brendan's team now. Um, I was able to like leverage the, the following I had built and actually get them to build strategies for me. So that just started. I just had like my second meeting with them. And it's like I was a fan of his and there was ability to like jump over from a fan to someone that actually worked. with. That's very cool. So where, how high had you grown your following? Like about how many did you have before you went to him and said, hey, can you help me take this to the next level? I would say I was at 6,000 at that point. Wow. See, that seems so far away to me because I have like less than 400 followers on Instagram and I'm kind of like, do I have to make this a full-time job in order to get enough followers to be seen or can I really do this while also, you know, writing books and having a full-time job? Sure. That's a fantastic question, right? Because being creative, you have so much creative energy and you have to decide where it's going to be worthwhile for you to spend it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're on Instagram making posts and writing there and trying to build a presence, that's time you're not writing your books. So it really is um, a cost benefit analysis every time. And how do you like, how do you draw that line? How do you say, where do you say like, okay, this is worth it, but this other thing might be I should probably just be writing. I guess I would say I am just following anywhere that I can find some level of success. Um, And so because Instagram seemed to be a good fit for me, other people might be like, TikTok is such an easy fit for me or Twitter is such a good fit for me. I just kind of focused my energy there. Mm -hmm. Um, When I saw things starting to pick up, I started replicating what was working, what wasn't working. Um, And was able to kind of dig in there because I had the traction. And that traction is allowing me to leverage it out in the real world. Uh, And that's why it's worth it for me, basically, for the leveraging power. So how many hours do you think it took you to to build that following? I mean, was it a part-time job for a few weeks? Was it – how time-intensive was that? I would say – a part-time job is <laughs> probably right where we'd be at, like 30 hours a week, probably this whole year. Okay. Wow. That was that was intensive work then. Okay. Yeah, and- it wasn't like very easy. Are you seeing this growth in followers reflected in your, your book sales? You know, I mean, we're here to be authors, right? So like, are you seeing a, a response in terms of actually selling books, actually getting your stories out? No. Interesting. You should not go on Instagram and build a huge following and think it's going to sell books for you because realistically it's not. It's going to give you the power to leverage for speaking engagements or like online businesses. But I think, I think like if you are in the real world selling books, you're going to get more opportunities if you can say, I have this huge following. And you're also going to get more attention from agents if you can say it. But the direct correlation to book sales is not simple. So this is more building street cred, essentially. Exactly. To get yourself out there. That's interesting. Okay. 
Yeah, I wondered because I saw that you did, um, I guess it's middle grade books. Yes, middle grade. So I didn't know what kind of following that would affect with your Instagram. So now that makes much more sense. You're building your brand and who you are on Instagram to to be out there for people to know that who you are and then selling the book. Absolutely. Elsewhere. Like, um, you know, I, I still experiment with Instagram ads, just like experiment with Amazon ads to try to get the best book sales. Um, but really learning how to leverage myself so that I can now start selling my books or my presence to schools. Um, hopefully I'll be able mm. to start making those kind of moves like in bulk as opposed to one book at a time. See, I love, I love that you're being real about this because I feel like there are a lot of, <laughs> of authors who would come on here and we would ask that question and they'd kind of deflect and be like, yeah, books are great. We're selling things. <laughs> and I think it's important to be really realistic about what, what these different things can do for you and what are your actual goals. Because it sounds to me like your goals aren't just, I'm trying to sell books here. You're also, your goal is to get into schools, to be maybe dealing more directly with kids. Is that true? Absolutely. Yes. I, I definitely have diversified my goals. I didn't feel like I was building the pipeline I needed to just be an author. Like I Like all of us, I think, my dream would be like, I sit in a room, I write books, and I sell these books, and I never leave that writing space, that magical space that we all love. Mm -hmm. um, but when I realized like, that's probably not where I'm at at this stage in my life, it was about exploring other revenue streams that I can build as an author. And while we're on the subject of revenue streams, can I just interject here that I do follow you on the social medias? And you made a very exciting announcement, like, today. Yes. What was that announcement? Tell the world. So today, um, or yesterday was the day that I did it. I quit my day job. Um, I was like, I'm going to commit full time to being a creative. I'm going to commit to being an author and finding a way to make this work as my full time career. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> On a scale of one to 10, how terrified are you? Zero. <laughs> really? No, why? I like it. Why do you say that? Do, do you feel like you really did the work to give yourself a, a launch point, or like what is it that's making you feel so secure in this? Yes, I think it's that I really did the work. It's um, I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't already convinced that team over at Hook Point that I'm someone that can do this, and hadn't already had them kind of helping me build a business plan and a to market plan, and so I knew like. I spent one year working full-time and then basically working full-time when it came to my social media presence, my writing, the actual work it takes to publish a book, which I mean, I'm sure you know, <laughs> it's, it takes so much more time than you would think to get the books actually out there and promoted. And so it was like I was working like 80 to 100 hours a week. Yeah. And I figured if I could build all this while still working full-time, this one year, what can I build the next year if I give it my 100%? That's awesome. I, I'm really excited to see the answer to that question unfold over the next year. We're going to have to have you back again next year to tell us what's happened. That sounds amazing. I would love that. Okay, it's a date. We'll do it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you write, because I heard it was STEM fiction. So yes, um, I call it STEM fantasy. Basically, children, like girls in particular, are opting out of STEM, STEM fields at shockingly young ages. 
So before they've ever stepped foot into a high school biology class, they've already said a a life in science and technology, that's no place for me. I don't belong there. And very little of it at this point is intentional. A lot of it is they have these role models that they've had in schools for years, and they don't speak to the children in certain demographics. Like, girls, maybe you want to be a princess. Maybe you want to be like a stereotypical girl. And you just don't see yourself there. And they're being told you need to choose. Like, are you a scientist or are you a princess? And so I said, why make them choose anymore? Why not give them role models that they already love and relate to? Um, You know, think back to Aristotle's poetics. Like, uh, give them something familiar. Oh my God, we just brought Aristotle's poetics into this conversation. Thank you. I was going to say, I've now been elevated to the Aristotle level. (laughs) Sorry. No, that's fabulous. I love it. I love when we can do that. Okay. Sorry, we interrupted your flow. Aristotle's poetics. Oh, no, no worries. And so I was just saying, so I I combine those two topics. Um, There's actually like a hashtag for it where they call it like hashtag be both and um, try to create these role models by retelling fairy tales where the princesses actually use like STEM super superpowers, just a bunch of like female Iron Mans, I guess, out there. And they fight off their curses and the evil fairy utilizing that skill set. Um, if you like popular science at all, even like CRISPR Cas9 shows up. So um, <laughs> there's a lot going on for the girls there that will hopefully create a small enough mental shift that they won't count themselves out too soon. I love that. And actually, I have to confess, I do this so often. I ordered your book um, (laughs) and I do this like, I I don't know how I'm ever going to to read all of these books, but I've I've started reading yours and it is delightful. It is so like it's it's science fiction, but Snow White is the main character and like Cinderella pops up and it's wild. It's so cool. And I can't imagine a girl not being like, oh, this is neat. Oh, where was this book when I was a child? <laughs> well, well, that means so much to me, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I mean, they say, like, write the book you wanted to read. And I feel like you really nailed writing the book you wanted to read. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the uh, the Xena warrior princess crossed yes. with, like, the, the pretty girl in a ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fully intending that after I finish it, I'm going to order because I ordered it on um, digital copy, but I'm going to order a physical copy to send to my tiny cousin. She oh. is six at the moment, but she's a really precocious reader, so I think she's going to be right on board with this. Send her lab coat with it. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I was going to say she, you could send her a tiara with a lab coat, and she could dress up <laughs> while she reads. There you go. Marketing ideas for you, Emma. You could have like a <laughs> science princess kit. I, I love it. <laughs> so I'm sorry. We, we actually want to talk Instagram, but I, I just had to hear about the STEM fantasy thing before we got too far in. No, um, no, I'm with you on this. Also, you have another book. It's not just this one, which we haven't actually said the title. It is, it is Sleeping Beauty and the Cursed Code. And yeah, it's available now. So while you're listening, go on your, your device and go order it. But uh, you have another book out too. I, I do. Um, last year when I started everything, I had like basically what you'd call a test book where I was like, this is just, it's called Charles McCheese and the Childhood News Network. 
Um, <laughs> it's a story I used to tell my son, Charlie, about like him and his best friends. Like I, I would like utilize their names to make it like really grab his attention. Oh my um, God, you're the modern A.A. Milne. I love it. I used to do that with my son too. I was like, and now this is what you're all doing. <laughs> right? Like it just makes them so bought in when they're like, this is me in the story. Aww. And so that one was just like a really feel good. Um, the kids run the news because the grown up news is the worst, which like who wouldn't agree with that? It like horrifies children. Yeah. I'm an adult and it horrifies me. <laughs> and so that book, I just like, I learned how to do everything with that book. Um, I knew like it couldn't offend anyone. Like it's, it was a simple concept. I, I wouldn't have to look for any like special areas to put it into. And so I just focused on that, learned how to build a book through that. And then that one actually, it made it on a run um, to an Amazon bestseller, which was really, really exciting for me and was kind of the first time I was like, oh, wow, like I can actually move this needle a little bit. Awesome. So you seem like you have a really methodical approach here and that has me wondering what do you do in real life like before you quit your job what was your job so actually I was a school counselor for about I don't know like five years and I quit because of like some of the like horrific stuff I saw I just couldn't take it anymore that's yeah and so then like I I was sad and kind of like I I got a master's degree to do this specific job and I walked away from it and so then I was like I was like, let me just get like the stupidest job I can think of that I won't care about at all. And so I got a job doing HR at Walmart. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you're like dying right there. I'm dying. I'm dying. That's hilarious. I love it. Okay. Um, and then like, they started to really drive me crazy at that job. And so the the woman that ran the Walmart Vision Center was like, do you want to learn how to become an optician? And I was like, that sounds like fun. And I can no longer have to worry about everyone's complaints. So then that's what I've been doing this past year is just like helping people with their glasses. And it was so low stress and so like fun mm-hmm. and very easy to actually work on my books when I didn't have anything on my mind to worry about at all. So you kind of unintentionally gave yourself like a master class in people though. You were like, yeah, I'm going to get a master's degree and then I'm going to work with kids. So now I'm, and then I'm going to write books for kids. And then I'm going to go do HR where I have to deal with adult problems for a while. And then I'm going to do, a, I don't want to say mindless, but like a less intensive job that I can then focus all my energy on these books. Like, that's brilliant. Did you plan that? Or did you, it was just sort of the luck of the draw that this happened? I planned none of this. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be like, yes, this was the grand scheme from day one. <laughs> no, this was like, things fall apart. Remember that book? Um, <laughs> and things just kept falling apart. And I just kept making like, absurd choices after like, well, what can I do that I don't care about? Um, so that I don't have to be so sad about the kids. And then I found a way to like actually be able to reach those kids that I've been so worried about. That's amazing. That's like a beautiful story. I love it. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to see what happens. Like this is, this isn't fair. This is like reading, hearing your life story so far is like, I read the first book and now I know there's more, but the author hasn't written it yet. And so I can't read it yet. It's rude. (laughs) Well, she is going full-time now, so we should expect quite a few books turned out really quickly. <laughs> no pressure, but yeah, we're all waiting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic. We will be checking in 
there will be a report card for this. So just bear with us. All right. Well, listen, I, I am okay. I can handle like a B or a B plus. <laughs> hey, I mean, it shows you're learning, right? Like there, there's, there's real challenge there if you're getting a B plus. If you're getting an A plus every time, you're not being challenged. And, that, and let me tell you, life is challenging me. <laughs> life is challenging period that that's valid right there <laughs> okay okay so just, just just a real quick back to your instagram so i was oh, right. cruising yeah, it today instagram. and um i love that you have pictures of you with the books you're reading and i'm gonna steal that if that's okay because i love that yeah right shouldn't like you see so much weird stuff on instagram i feel like it's great to remind people like hey i read this amazing book and you should too you should totally steal that. I, I just loved it. It's like, you know, it was Emma's book club. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that because I, so often I'm like, I really should share this book I'm reading with people. And now I'll be like, here, this is the book I'm reading. Go read it. <laughs> right. And like, that's such a strong, like, endorsement for a book. If someone's going to be willing to take a picture and talk about it, like, there's a reason they want you to read this book. Yes. Yes. Can we also talk about the pictures of um, princesses? Or, like, videos of princesses holding your book. Like, I'm looking at Elsa right now. And <laughs> I think there were, I remember vaguely a Sleeping Beauty one, perhaps. Um, or so Snow White. So there those. was Snow White and there's Elsa. Um, the Snow White one was actually what grabbed my attention to really look at your books. Because I saw it and I was like, what is this? And I never turn on the sound on Instagram, but I turned on the sound for that. <laughs> Because I was just fascinated. And then I bought your book. So it worked. Basically, what I'm saying is market feedback. It works. Well, I honestly like that. The Elsa is a friend I went to college with that told me once her dream was to be Elsa at Disney World. And so Aww. I just remembered that. And I was like, this is her life dream. And this would be amazing. And then after she agreed to do that, I was like, I wonder, like, and I looked on, do you guys ever use Fiverr? We actually, that's where we got the sound, the music for our, our show, right? Wasn't that on Fiverr, Shelly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love using Fiverr for random things. Yeah, so it was, the Snow White lady was, she was doing like birthday videos for kids on Fiverr. Oh, I love it. And so you were like, here's a book, do a cool video for me? <laughs> that's 100% how it happened. Oh my God. That's reminding that me is perfect. that I was once a princess at a birthday party. Which one were you? I, I was a generic princess. I was a, a, a non-affiliated princess. But <laughs> well, see, what happened was, I guess my friend's mom had like a last minute snafu and was like, oh, we really, my daughter really wants a princess for this party. And so she called me because I was in drama with her son. And she was like, will you dress up as a princess and come to this party? And I was like, okay. And so I wore one of my mom's dresses that she'd bought for a cruise that was kind of ball gowny. And I just happened to own a tiara, of course, like who doesn't? And exactly. And so then I, I went to this party and just had to make up answers to all of these questions. Cause like when you're surrounded by eight little girls who all think you're a princess, they just have 10 billion questions about your life as a princess, which I had to make up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> But this is not about me. So I, I, I loved that story. <laughs> um, so uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a quick round here. Who is your favorite princess? Oh, Xena Warrior Princess for sure. That is the correct answer. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay, so uh, math, science, technology, or engineering? Technology. Technology. Okay. Uh, uh, I had one more. What was it? It was a good one. Shelly, help me out. I don't know. My question is totally um, not on par with 
the, the book questions, but I have a very vital question. Oh, well, let's ask that question then. Where did you ride the elephant? Um, in Thailand. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't you do some sort of like mission trip to Thailand or like volunteer so, thing? So when I was young, I was super, super fortunate. Um, I would say this is like a privilege moment. <laughs> I took every single opportunity that my college offered um, and like even found ones on my own where like Places would like basically give you free room and board if you would go and volunteer. So I got to travel like a lot of the world that way. Okay, so Excellent. the moral of this story is that all Emmas are amazing, and you should read their books. <laughs> That's what I'm taking out of this too. And and so uh, before we go, real quick, uh, tell us where people can find you. No, wait, I'm just going to tell them. You can find her on Instagram. I'm doing this. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at emma.jean.author. Uh, and where else can they find you if they don't happen to be on Instagram? You can find me on Twitter at Emma Jean Author. Um, you can find me on TikTok. I'm not great at TikTok, but you can find me there at <laughs> Emma Jean Author. And I'm also on my website, Four Pigs to Fly, the number four and the number two. Why Four Pigs to Fly? Do you ever read Kurt Vonnegut? Yes. He does a short story to be or not to be um and it's all written out with numbers so it's like to be r zero and so i i like that and so i stole it for the four pigs to fly because like my dreams would come true when pigs flew oh my god i love that so much on that note, that is awesome thank you emma jean so much for being here you were amazing everyone go follow her and buy her book and yay <laughs> yay If you're new here and you want to help us out, don't forget to like, review, and subscribe.